Section 21 of Some Answered Questions by Abdul Baha, translated by Laura Clifford Barney. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 49 The Growth and Development of the Human Race. Question What do you say with regard to the theories held by some European philosophers on the growth and development of beings? Answer this subject was spoken of the other day but we will speak of it again briefly this question will be decided by determining whether species are original or not that is to say has the species of man been established from its origin or was it afterwards derived from the animals many european philosophers agree that the species grows and develops and that even change and alteration are also possible one of the proofs that they give for this theory is that through the attentive study and verification of the science of geology it has become clear that the existence of the vegetable preceded that of the animal and that of the animal preceded that of man they admit that both the vegetable and the animal species have changed for in some of the strata of the earth they have discovered plants which existed in the past and are now extinct they have progressed grown in strength their form and appearance have changed and so the species have altered in the same way in the strata of the earth there are some species of animal which have changed and are transformed one of these animals is the serpent there are indications that the serpent once had feet but through the lapse of time those members have disappeared in the same way in the vertebral column of man there is an indication which amounts to a proof that like other animals he once had a tail at one time that member was useful but when man developed it was no longer of use and therefore it gradually disappeared as the serpent took refuge under the ground and became a creeping animal it was no longer in need of feet so they disappeared but the traces survive the principal argument is this that the existence of traces of members proves that they once existed and as now they are no longer of service they have gradually disappeared therefore while the perfect and necessary members have remained those which are unnecessary have gradually disappeared by the modification of the species but the traces of them continue the first answer to this argument is the fact that the animal having preceded man is not a proof of the evolution change and alteration of the species nor that man was raised from the animal world to the human world for while the individual appearance of these different beings is certain it is possible that man came into existence after the animal so when we examine the vegetable kingdom we see that the fruits of the different trees do not arrive at maturity at one time on the contrary some come first and others afterwards this priority does not prove that the latter fruit of the one tree was produced from the earlier fruit of another tree 
secondly these slight signs and traces of members have perhaps a great reason of which the mind is not yet cognizant how many things exist of which we do not yet know the reason so the science of physiology that is to say the knowledge of the composition of the members records that the reason and cause of the difference in the colors of animals and of the hair of men of the redness of the lips and of the variety of the colors of birds is still unknown it is secret and hidden but it is known that the pupil of the eye is black so as to attract the rays of the sun for if it were another color that is uniformly white it would not attract the rays of the sun therefore as the reason of the things we have mentioned is unknown it is possible that the reasons and the wisdom of these traces of members whether they be in the animal or man are equally unknown certainly there is a reason even though it is not known thirdly let us suppose that there was a time when some animals or even man possessed some members which have now disappeared this is not a sufficient proof for the change and evolution of the species for man from the beginning of the embryonic period till he reaches the degree of maturity goes through different forms and appearances his aspect his form his appearance and color change he passes from one form to another and from one appearance to another nevertheless from the beginning of the embryonic period he is of the species of man that is to say an embryo of a man and not of an animal but this is not at first apparent but later it becomes visible and evident for example let us suppose that man once resembled the animal and that now he has progressed and changed supposing this to be true it is still not a proof of the change of species no as before mentioned it is merely like the change and alteration of the embryo of man until it reaches the degree of reason and perfection we will state it more clearly let us suppose that there was a time when man walked on his hands and feet or had a tail this change and alteration is like that of the fetus in the womb of the mother although it changes in all ways and grows and develops until it reaches the perfect form from the beginning it is a special species we also see in the vegetable kingdom that the original species of the genus do not change and alter but the form color and bulk will change and alter or even progress to recapitulate as man in the womb of the mother passes from form to form from shape to shape changes and develops and is still the human species from the beginning of the embryonic period in the same way man from the beginning of his existence in the matrix of the world is also a distinct species that is man and has gradually evolved from one form to another therefore this change of appearance this evolution of members this development and growth even though we admit the reality of growth and progress 
does not prevent the species from being original. Note, i.e., if we admit, for example, that man had formerly been a quadruped, or had had a tail. End note. Man, from the beginning, was in this perfect form and composition, and possessed capacity and aptitude for acquiring material and spiritual perfections, and was the manifestation of these words. We will make man in our image and likeness. He has only become more pleasing, more beautiful, and more graceful. Civilization has brought him out of this wild state, just as the wild fruits which are cultivated by a gardener become finer, sweeter, and acquire more freshness and delicacy. The gardeners of the world of humanity are the prophets of God. Chapter 50 Spiritual Proofs of the Origin of Man The proofs which we have adduced relative to the origin of the human species were logical proofs. Now we will give the spiritual proofs, which are essential. For as we have proved divinity by logical arguments, and have also proved logically that man exists from his origin and foundation as man, and that his species has existed from all eternity, now we will establish spiritual proofs that human existence, that is, the species of man, is a necessary existence, and that without man, the perfections of divinity would not appear. But these are spiritual proofs, not logical proofs. We have many times demonstrated and established that man is the noblest of beings, the sum of all perfections, and that all beings and all existences are the centers from which the glory of God is reflected. That is to say, the signs of the divinity of God are apparent in the realities of things and of creatures. Just as the terrestrial globe is the place where the rays of the sun are reflected, as its light, its heat, and its influence are apparent and visible in all the atoms of the earth, so, in the same way, the atoms of beings in this infinite space proclaim and prove one of the divine perfections. Nothing is deprived of this benefit. It is either a sign of the mercy of God, or it is a sign of his power, his greatness, his justice, his lordship, which imparts education. Or it is a sign of the generosity of God, his vision, his hearing, his knowledge, his grace, and so on. Without doubt, each being is the center of the shining forth of the glory of God. That is to say, the perfections of God appear from it and are resplendent in it. It is like the sun, which is resplendent in the desert, upon the sea, in the trees, in the fruits and blossoms, and in all earthly things. The world, indeed, each existing being, proclaims to us one of the names of God. But the reality of man is the collective reality, the general reality, and is the center where the glory of all the perfections of God shine forth. That is to say, for each name, each attribute, 
each perfection of which we affirm of god there exists a sign in man if it were otherwise man could not imagine these perfections and could not understand them so we say that god is the seer and the eye is the sign of his vision if this sight were not in man how could we imagine the vision of god for the blind that is one born blind cannot imagine sight and the deaf that is one deaf from birth cannot imagine hearing and the dead cannot realize life note i e the spiritually dead and note consequently the divinity of god which is the sum of all perfections reflects itself in the reality of man that is to say the essence of oneness is the gathering of all perfections and from this unity he casts a reflection upon the human reality man then is the perfect mirror facing the sun of truth and is the centre of radiation the sun of truth shines in this mirror the reflection of the divine perfections appears in the reality of man so he is the representative of god the messenger of god if man did not exist the universe would be without result for the object of existence is the appearance of the perfections of god therefore it cannot be said there was a time when man was not all that we can say is that this terrestrial globe at one time did not exist and at its beginning man did not appear upon it but from the beginning which was no beginning to the end which has no end a perfect manifestation always exists this man of whom we speak is not every man we mean the type man for the noblest part of the tree is the fruit which is the reason of its existence if the tree had no fruit it would have no meaning therefore it cannot be imagined that the worlds of existence whether the stars or this earth were once inhabited by the donkey cow mouse and cat and that they were without man this supposition is false and meaningless the word of god is clear as the sun this is a spiritual proof but one which we cannot at the beginning put forth for the benefit of the materialists first we must speak of the logical proofs afterwards the spiritual proofs chapter fifty one the spirit and mind of man have existed from the beginning question does man in the beginning possess mind and spirit or are they an outcome of his evolution answer the beginning of the existence of man on the terrestrial globe resembles his formation in the womb of the mother the embryo in the womb of the mother gradually grows and develops until birth after which it continues to grow and develop until it reaches the age of discretion and maturity though in infancy the signs of the mind and spirit appear in man they do not yet reach the degree of perfection they are imperfect only when man attains maturity do the mind and the spirit appear 
and become evident in utmost perfection so also the formation of man in the matrix of the world was in the beginning like the embryo then gradually he made progress in perfectness and grew and developed until he reached the state of maturity when the mind and spirit became visible in the greatest power in the beginning of his formation the mind and spirit also existed but they were hidden later they were manifested in the womb of the world mind and spirit also existed in the embryo but they were concealed afterwards they appeared so it is that in the seed the tree exists but it is hidden and concealed when it develops and grows the complete tree appears in the same way the growth and development of all beings is gradual this is the universal divine organization and the natural system the seed does not at once become a tree the embryo does not at once become a man the mineral does not suddenly become a stone no they grow and develop gradually and attain the limit of perfection all beings whether large or small were created perfect and complete from the first but their perfections appear in them by degrees the organization of god is one the evolution of existence is one the divine system is one whether they be small or great beings all are subject to one law and system each seed has in it from the first all the vegetable perfections for example in the seed all the vegetable perfections exist from the beginning but not visibly afterwards little by little they appear so it is first the shoot which appears from the seed then the branches leaves blossoms and fruits but from the beginning of its existence all these things are in the seed potentially though not apparently in the same way the embryo possesses from the first all perfections such as the spirit the mind the sight the smell the taste in one word all the powers but they are not visible and become so only by degrees similarly the terrestrial globe from the beginning was created with all its elements substances minerals atoms and organisms but these only appeared by degrees first the mineral then the plant afterwards the animal and finally man but from the first these kinds and species existed but were underdeveloped in the terrestrial globe and then appeared only gradually for the supreme organization of god and the universal natural system surrounds all beings and are subject to this rule when you consider this universal system you see that there is not one of these beings which at its coming into existence has reached the limit of perfection no they gradually grow and develop and then attain the degree of perfection end of section 21